Yeah, I definitely think the flavor profile of cold brewed coffee versus what you might want to use, or I even should go back and say the roasted profile that you might would use for a cold brew could be different, or a lot of times is different than what you would use for like a hot thing. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101. Coffee 101 is what takes your game to the next level when it comes to coffee, especially when we're talking about specialty coffee and all the different cool things that you can do with coffee. With Coffee 101, honestly, we are here just to dole it out time after time. So we hope that y'all have enjoyed and we hope that you continue to enjoy what we do here on Coffee 101 because we enjoy it. We love, love, love coffee education at Humble Coffee who brings Coffee 101 to you. On the show today, I'm talking again to my very, very good friend and coffee geek, Stefan Tribble, and we're going to be talking about cold brew coffee. Katie, have you had cold brew coffee? Yes. What do you think about it compared to, um, we'll say, like drip coffee? Do you have like a preference one way or the other? I like it better because it's richer. Well, and that's a good point. And, and, you know, one thing I know some people say is people who have trouble with like their gut, Uh like GI issues. um, Me. They tend to (laughs) like cold brew better Uh because Because you don't extract, and we get into it in the episode, but you don't extract as much acidic flavor Uh out of the actual coffee. And so you get a less acidic coffee, Mm. which tends to sit better on people's stomach. Yeah. Yeah, that's a a problem a lot of us stomach problem girlies have. Yes. And there are lots of those people out there in the world. Yeah. And they need to know that. Cold brew is probably a good place to start if they're scared of coffee. Yeah. So, you know, we've got Stefan. I brought Stefan back on today. And, of course, he's, as always, he's just a wealth of knowledge. Um, And so we just kind of geek out on cold brew. Nice. You ready to listen? Absolutely. All right. Here we go. My interview with Stefan Tribble. All right, Stefan. I didn't wait as long this time to get you back on. Oh yeah, glad, glad you called me again. Uh, my agent was waiting for the call, so glad <laughs> yeah, to be back we, on. <laughs> and then it was like it was like seventy-two hours of like grueling, yeah. uh, you know, back and forth negotiations. negotiations yeah. yeah, checks in the mail, right? Uh, it is, <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. Don't don't look for a tracking number. Okay, or anything. <laughs> paid in beans, paid in beans. All right, All right so <laughs> yes, actually, you probably are. Um, the uh, so this episode, uh, we want to talk about something that is. Like the up and comer, the new kid on the block, the guy that is like starting to go viral on you know every social media, and that is cold brew coffee. Yeah, I think even people who are not coffee people are. That's it's the TikTok rage of oh let's oh, yeah. cold brew some things and throw some random stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, for the aesthetic of how it actually uh, looks. Um, but also for the, um, uh, for how it tastes, you know, like 20 years ago, 
I mean, there like there's no cold brew, um, and um, National Coffee Association and some others would show some pretty amazing statistics as far as like cold brew coffee being hands down the fastest growing market, mm-hmm. you know, in coffee. And I think there's a lot of statistics too, even retail type stuff, like some of the big name brands, like they're almost doing more cold type beverages. A lot of it being cold brew could be some other cold based beverages, but coffee being served cold. Everybody's traditionally yeah. like my dad would never drink cold coffee. Like yeah. he's a he's a Folgers in that Mr. Coffee twelve dollar coffee maker that he's had for twenty years. Yeah. And if I try to serve him cold coffee, he'd stick it in the microwave, like <laughs> to warm it back up. But Everybody these days are drinking cold coffee. Well, okay, so by the youngins. way, you're talking about like the $12 uh, <laughs> coffee pot. The other day I broke down and um, got a Technivorm Mocha Master. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you it's know, classic. Pot for my house. Um, and I think Will Etherington, when we had him on just in general to talk about um, coffee pots, um, I think he convinced me, you know, and... And I used it actually for the first time this morning, and um, I was just, I don't know, I was just amazed, like, yeah. as far as, like, how quickly and precisely it boiled the water and, like, all that kind of stuff. And Might need to get me one. I I've, haven't had a real batch brew in a while, so it might be yep. a time for Yeah, no, it was good. And and here's another thing that's even more more fun is, um, on in a, well, not a similar vein, but something you said earlier reminded me of this. You're talking about people starting to get into cold coffees and cold brews. Mm-hmm. What the one-on-oneers out there don't know, but if they really, really, really were aggressive at looking in the archives of Humble Coffee on Facebook, they could probably find this episode. But you and I did a video yes. one time where we <laughs> taste-tested. I think it was um, Happy Healthy Happy Healthy Coffeinated. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Happy Healthy Coffeinated. Um, I think that's kind of a precursor to this coffee 101. So yes. if you want to go yeah, back, yeah. So you want to go back and, and see like like how terrible you know we were. But this actually was a pretty entertaining yeah. episode. Um, that was the wild wild west back when we just made up our own rules. <laughs> it was, um, and we still have that little squirrel yeah. uh, that we use for the uh, trophy <laughs> around here somewhere. Um, but but we had to taste test yeah. these different canned cold coffees. Oh, that was, and the person who got the most correct got to pick which which uh canned coffee the other person had to like guzz the rest of on camera yep. live yeah and and i lost you did yeah. i lost. lost and Thank i had goodness. to drink i had to drink this terrible uh I can't remember I what it I was. I think I got it from Dollar General. Like, we went around to all these local <laughs> stores and found anything awesome. that was considered iced coffee or cold brewed coffee. Yeah. Or canned coffee beverage. Yes. Some of it wasn't even, some of it was labeled coffee beverage, which to that yes. point, you know, it probably doesn't have even have real coffee in it. No. No. And, like, I, that was like, uh, I mean, it was brutal. Yeah. But, uh, but talk about fun times. That yeah. was fun times. Fun times. But today, yes. We're going to talk about actual good cold brew coffee real real good cold brew and we're going to talk about also we're going to jump we're going to end this episode also go off on a little tangent at one point and talk about uh cold drip coffee which i think is not a big enough category to have one dedicated coffee 101 episode to itself um but we'll talk about that in a second but one thing i'd say to start out with is we're not going to confuse this with iced coffee 
and part of the reason is the extraction is different. Do yep. you want to go a little bit into that? Yeah, so I think the the two, I guess, major difference between like an iced brewed coffee or a actual cold brew is in the cold brew, we're going to allow the coffee to almost steep like tea, basically. Yep. Basically sits in water for an extended period of time, and we're going to get into that more specifically. Whereas like an iced brewed coffee is where you're actually typically going to be pouring actual hot water over ground coffee into some vessel that probably has ice or that is chilled or in some right. way. So you're you're almost flash cooling the coffee to create iced coffee. Or you could also maybe say, I know some people do this with iced coffee, is take the leftover coffee from their uh, you know Mocha Master and probably just yeah. make that iced coffee. Yeah. But it was brewed hot. Correct. The coffee was either brewed hot and made cold or it was flash chilled as it was being um, you know, made to be iced coffee as opposed to a cold brew where, again, that coffee is going to sit for an extended period of time, almost steeping like coffee to extract, and then you're going to obviously chill it and serve it in a cold manner. Yes, and, um, you know, one thing when we when we have that episode on the actual um, iced coffee um, that we'll talk about is when you're brewing with that hot water, your ratio is going to be different than just a cup of just hot coffee because you're compensating, you're, you're adding the weight of the ice to your total water volume. Yeah. So, Which is where a lot of people, I think, get it wrong. Because some people, yeah. when they just get into brewing iced coffee yeah. from hot to cold, is they, they mess up by not taking into account the ratio and they're just going to, they're brewing their coffee normally and they're just sticking ice in it, which then it dilutes and you're like, well, this doesn't taste very good. Right. Um, but yeah, yes, it's because it's, it's diluted. Correct. Yeah. It's diluted too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas cold brew can be very tasty. And it can be very tasty. Very and, and here's concentrated. The, here's the thing. <laughs> well, and we'll tell another story here in a second. <laughs> um, and here's here's the other thing is, is so when it's, when we're talking about cold brew, what we're talking about is if you're going to make it as a concentrate, you're going to do a 1 to 4 to 1 to 5 coffee to water ratio. If you're going to drink it directly, a 1 to 8 ratio, um, which is different than a cup of drip coffee, Correct. which is 1 to 16 to 17 to maybe 18, depending on you know, preference. Yeah. yeah. Um, another way to look at that is that some people, if they have a, quote, concentrate, they will say that you should start with a dilution of one-to-one concentrate to water. So let's say that original concentrate, if y'all follow me here, one to oneers was one-to-four, and then you dilute one-to-one with water afterwards, then you're ending up with a one-to-eight. What our one-to-oneers don't, don't see right now is I have my fingers up and I'm trying to do all the math and Counting yeah. as he's one to fours, one to eights. But. Yeah, you'll just so so if it doesn't make sense, you'll yeah. just have to trust me. But the yeah. thing with um, cold brew is you're not going because you're extracting at much lower temperatures. You're not going to pull out um, the same characteristics as you would with mm-hmm. hot coffee. Correct. Yeah, I definitely think the flavor profile of cold-brewed coffee versus what you might want to use 
or I even should go back and say the roasted profile that you might would use for a cold brew mm. could be different or a lot of times is different than what you would use for like a hot thing. Now, a lot of people at home are just going to buy some coffee and they may brew it hot and they may make cold brew with it. But if you actually put that side by side, you probably would be able to tell there is there yeah. is a flavor profile difference between Definitely. the same bean that is cold brewed versus you know hot extracted. Right. So so an experiment, one of wonders if you wanted to try this is to take and make a cup of hot coffee and then make cold brew and then put them both in the fridge and then the next day taste both of them. And you will tell a difference. Um, One thing that you'll tell, for example, one of the big things is there is less acidity in the cold brew uh, because if you remember on previous episodes, we've talked about acidity, sweetness, and bitterness. Um, Acidity tends to need some of those higher temperatures to pull that out of the actual ground coffee. And I would say to a lot of people that say they don't like espresso or they don't like you know bitter coffee tend to enjoy cold brew because it it does I wouldn't say it's tea like but it it again because we're steeping it or it's sitting there and it's 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 in the cold water it's being brewed at a at a lower temperature tends to have a different flavor profile or a, maybe an easier or smoother flavor than say yeah. something that um, was hot brewed Keep listening. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. If you've ever been to Humble Coffee's headquarters in Starkville, Mississippi, you've probably had or at least seen some cold brew there. We usually use Base Camp, which is our darker roast, which is from Brazil, and uh, makes a great cold brew. And you don't get the acidity like we talk about in this episode, but you get that deep sweetness and that kind of bold kick at the end taste to the cold brew. But to me, honestly, it's it's not that I don't like dark roast coffee hot, but this as a cold brew is a lot more palatable and something that I actually enjoy sipping on, especially if you put some kind of sweet cream in there. So, if you're looking for a coffee to try for cold brew, I'd recommend Basecamp that Humble Coffee has. So, you can go to HumbleCoffee.com or you can click on the link in the show notes for Humble Coffee and you can just get it and enjoy it. Another good recommendation would be Front Runner, which is a little sweeter as far as coffees go and that's a medium roast that Humble Coffee has from Columbia. All right, let's get back to our chat with Stefan Tribble about cold brew coffee. And the other thing is, you know, you'll have, um, whether it's really cool coffee friends or you have a shop um, and people ask this, is people say, well, you know, I, I have GI issues or I have stomach issues, like, like I can't drink coffee or I like to drink coffee, but I, I don't need something that's so acidic. Do you have something that's less acidic? Cold brew really is what you should point them to. Yeah. Um, because, it I mean, it doesn't honestly make a huge difference in the pH, but if I think if, it, if they can tell a difference, then thumbs up as far as, you know, I'm concerned. But it definitely is less acidic. Well, if you're going to brew cold brew at home, Kenneth, what do you, what do you try to do or what do you do when you brew it? 
So, you know, I've done a couple of different ways. I've done it as a concentrate, which I like doing that because honestly, it just takes up less room on your, you know, kitchen countertop or in your fridge. And being a coffee geek, (laughs) I have at least three or, let's see, I can count off the top of my head quickly. I can count at least five different cold brew devices (laughs) (laughs) that I have. Um and I like different ones for different reasons, um, but um, I, I would rather do a concentrate, you know, like a one to four ratio of coffee to water. I use what's called an immersion, and we'll get into cold drip here in a second. But for most of cold brew, we're talking about immersion, and um, I usually will just let it, you know, do its thing on the kitchen counter for, for me, I do like 24 hours, which that's a little long. A lot of people say um, 12 to 18 hours. Um, and as far as just throwing out some different things that you can use for cold brew at home, you can use even as simple as a cloth filter and a mason jar. Yep. Um, or you can use your French press if you have a French press and, and, you know, if you do that, I would say, you know, make it a little coarser on the grind. Um, I have a really cool, uh, OXO, thing where it eventually just drips down into a little beaker almost that makes a little bit more doesn't it this is a little yeah. bit larger of a device it is yeah. it's a little bigger device and it it takes up a little more room there's a i have this really pre- precariously uh tall uh hario and that's the one i use yeah it's yeah. very tall and it's glass it's glass yeah i've yeah. broken i may have broken one or two before yeah Getting yeah. it in and out of the fridge. I like yeah. Hario, but yeah. I think they could probably figure out a way to design that a little better. I, I want to say there is, there may be one that's a little smaller now. I feel like maybe. there may be, I feel like I've seen someone that had a Hario, like a friend of mine that had one that was a little bit smaller. But yeah, I have the very tall Hario pitcher, which is one I typically use at home. Um, but I normally take that and then transfer that into another pitcher, which seems kind of wasteful because <laughs> you're, yeah. you're dirtying up two things. But I, yeah, let it sit on the counter. I think I'm probably more in that probably 16 to 18-hour range because typically what I'll do is it's like 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, ooh, let's go ahead and make some cold brew. And so I'll do that, and then by the time I wake up in the morning, like 6 or 7 in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, whenever I decide to do it, it's normally in that 12 to 16 to 18-hour range. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, again, there's a lot of different people that would probably say one – one time is better than the other, or you should go long, or you should go short. But at the end of the day, I think, as we've always said with Coffee 101, is experiment, and whatever tastes good to you is what you should do. Yep. Um, Yep. Experiment. And and I tell you, if if y'all wanted, like, a super cheap uh, starter for trying to figure out cold brew at home, you can honestly go on Amazon, and they have this one. It's called Takaya, T-A-K-E-Y-A. And I've got at least one of those and uh, it's plastic, yep. and being plastic and being a little wider at the bottom compared to the Hario, um, it it's a little more robust as far as like not messing stuff up. And so I've got one of those, and I I really yep. I really like it. Um, and you know it prevents me a lot of times from um, you know making a mess. Yeah, and I go I back to thinking some of the basic things you could have at your house that make really good coffee without spending a lot of money. That's one of them. That's one of them. Yeah. That, like an AeroPress, yeah. maybe like a V60. Like Those yeah. are all like staples. If you're trying to get into specialty coffee, you're trying yeah. to up your game a little bit. There are things that you can spend less than 20 bucks, and you'd wow your friends when they come over right. um, with 
you know, with this really cool picture of cold brew yeah. that you did yourself. Yeah, the friends that you would tell, hey, you've got to listen to this podcast yeah. called Coffee 101. Yeah, you should subscribe to it <laughs> yeah. all your favorite podcast places. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and we may have said this earlier, but I want to make sure that we say yeah. this, is the lower the temp, the longer extraction takes. And so that's why we're saying that you have to brew for such a longer period of time. Um, And, you know, I'm trying to think better ways to also say that. So like another thing, for example, like let's say you have uh, tea, like hot tea and you put water, uh, you put sugar in it. um, That sugar is going to dissolve in that hot tea so much quicker than if you have a thing of cold iced tea and you try to put sugar in it. So it's the same concept, correct? you know, as far as temperatures go. Yep. Yeah, I think, and and cold brew is a really good thing that you could either drink cold, you know, just straight cold, just as a uh, beverage with nothing in it. Yeah. You know, whether or not you drink the concentrate in more of a concentrate format that is, you know, very strong whether or not you water that down with with a, maybe a one to one ratio of water, depending on how you how you brew it, or a lot of times what most people do and what my wife does, we always have cold brew in the house. Normally, definitely starting in the spring up until the fall, always try to weekly rotate some kind of cold brew. And typically, what I do, and the maybe good or bad, but I always take I look at what coffee I have that's kind of starting to get the, to the later end of its life, the the life. Yeah, um, that I probably wouldn't want to do a V60 or an AeroPress with. Yeah. Because it's maybe lost a little bit there. I'll grind it up and do cold brew with it because I'm not putting it to waste. And I feel like cold brew is a little bit more forgiving on the types of beans and the types of things you would put into it. Um, And so we always try to have some kind of rotating thing there. My wife loves to definitely, um, she likes to make homemade syrups. So like maybe some kind of like a honey syrup or like a simple syrup, a little of that in there, a little bit of that, a little bit of the cold brew and, you know, favorite milk, whether that's oat milk or like an actual cow milk or something like that. Yeah. Shake it up, and now you've got now you're good. a great tasty beverage. You know, yeah. Straight out, the, you know, you're out the door with it in no time. Well, and, you know, I was thinking about the, uh, the concentrate. And like a previous life for you, I remember we at Humble um, would, for the job you had, we would make um, cold brew concentrates. Yep. For you and a lot of the coworkers to be able to um, stay alert, correct? You know, as you were executing your job. Yes. Yeah. We used to. <laughs> there was our R and D team back in the day. Yes. That we used to experiment in the cold brew range of doing that with the very large toddies, which I think was it twelve, six gallons, six gallons at a time. Uh, it it's it's more. I think it's gallons? more than that. It's like a. It's, it's a it's lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so a brewista. 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 That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But we've used um, toddy before. It's the commercial uh, size. Yeah. It's have. a commercial size. Um, I think it's like a 30 gallon. I could be dead wrong. But for some reason, I was thinking it was 30 gallon, but it might not be 30 gallon. Um, but anyway, it was really big. Yeah, it was really big. Make, yeah. Very, very time large. Consuming. Very time consuming. Large. But yes, we, we enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, it would get you jacked up yeah, for sure. It would sure. get us jacked up for sure. <laughs> get us going. You know, we talked about French press. Another thing, just to make the obvious obvious, is uh, it would make a small cup, but you could definitely do this yep. in an air press. Yep. You know, you could do your air press and put it in the fridge and 
just press it in the morning. Yep. That's I've heard of a few people do that, you know, especially if you live alone or something like that. Yeah. And you know, you want cold brew in the summer before you go to bed, just you know, make your uh, make your air press up, stick it in the fridge, and then when you get up in the morning, you press it and you've got, you know, you basically got some which also is a little unique cuz the way that you're going to press the water through the coffee too. Yeah. There's some interesting science there probably going on that would be pressure wise. Pressure wise. Yeah. Um so some good experiments. So even if you're wanting to play around, maybe you get one of these little $20 cold brew kind of immersion style devices that we were talking about. If you don't already have one, maybe do yeah. some cold brew that way. Maybe take your French press that you may already have. Try to cold brew that way. Maybe do your air press and see what you really like. You know, I just thought about something that um, doesn't have much to do with this episode, but I think it's worth saying, which you could throw back 101ers to listening to the espresso episode or even the air press episode, is with espresso, with that have a pressure that you need to do it, like you you can't use a paper or cloth filter that's why your porta filter is metal mm-hmm. because it can withstand, whereas the others can't withstand that amount of pressure. Right. Um, and if you see anything in an espresso, a lot of times you'll see a metal screen. Occasionally you'll see some kind of, but they're not. Well, paper. and so what I was going to say is go segue in a little bit to the AeroPress is Fellow mm-hmm. Stag has a, is it Nismo, N I S M O? Um, it's a little attachment that you can right. put on the AirPress, and I think somebody else, maybe even AirPress, I has think come AirPress out with started this, making their own as well. Yep. Um, that you could put on the bottom of the AirPress, where you would have the ability to increase the pressure of your plunge, and you can actually get a little bit of a crema. Yep. Um, which is kind of cool. Yep. You know, I think this sounds like a, an experiment we should do after yeah. the episode here. We should be yeah grabbing a couple air presses and yeah, and so and and you know Alan Adler. You know, the guy who invented the air press, that, that was the only thing as far as like really taking it to the next level is you're not able to get the pressure if you're wanting to make it an espresso with that paper yep. filter. But anyway, that has nothing to do with cold brew, but <laughs> I got to thinking about that as we were talking about that. Um, one thing I wanted to say, though, about um, cold brew is... Um, and I have done this, and I actually like doing this, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, is um, I will do kind of my first pour for whatever cold brew I'm doing almost as a, a hot pour to, and some people will do this, to really get um, the extraction kick-started and, and or to add a little bit of acidity to their actual cold brew and, and because otherwise you're not going to get the right. acidity. So if you want that, then this gives you that opportunity because the acidity is one of the first things that extracts out anyway. Correct. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. I've never actually done this, but I've that sounds pretty interesting. So you should try it. Go ahead and do like the first pour of saturating the grounds hot. Hot. And yes. then from there for, bloom. for the for a bloom and then continue to brew with the cold steeping yes of that hmm. yeah that's gonna be on my list for next week when i make another batch of cold brew try that and use and, and what i would say is use a medium to dark yep. coffee and see if that'll balance out some of that you know back end you know bitterness or boldness yep. um see what you think and then you can you can let us know yeah and i 
that sounds like really interesting. And I think that possibly could also segue into another way that I sometimes cold brew into what we're going to talk about next, which is the drip yeah. brew. Is Sometimes I will fake drip brewing a little bit with my cold brew because uh-huh. you, depending on how you want to do it, whether or not you fill the pitcher of water and you put your coffee in there or you're actually pouring the coffee through the water, which I prefer pouring, excuse me, pouring water through your coffee uh-huh. uh, to fill up the pitcher, which is what I prefer to do. My... Uh, in my kitchen, my actual spout in my kitchen mm-hmm. has the ability to do like a little shower head, mm-hmm. and I can actually drip that shower head. And so sometimes in the evenings when I'm doing my cold brew, I'll just stick it down in the sink, turn my faucet onto the shower head mode, and let it just drip, drip down through bit. for like an hour while it's uh, filling up that pitcher before I stick it in the fridge. To my wife's, you know, you know, she's like, I can't use the sink now because you've got this picture yeah. of coffee in there that you're brewing. Yeah, and, sh- and you're like, you're like, do you want me to do that, or do you want me to buy a Yama cold drip? Correct. You know, and she's going to say, okay, you're right. You already have 27 different yes. coffee devices. Yeah. So. There's a whole cabinet full of things that fall out of the cabinet every time when we open it up with cold brew making. And the Yama is fairly large and would be a it very is. big statement piece on your counter. But It would. It's kind of glitzy. Um, and so what we're talking about is, and anybody could look this up, uh, it is a cold drip, and so this is slightly different than what we're talking about cold brew, which is immersion. This is you're timing the drip, a slow drip of coffee through, I'm sorry, of water through the coffee grounds as almost like a pour-over. Um, one big disadvantage of this is it is almost impossible to nail a drip rate that's going to finish at the right volume 18 hours later that's really 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 hard so so you could try it and it's probably worth it because some people would say that cold drip versus cold brew is going to give you a slightly more complex cup um and it's worth trying um but i don't know yeah and and for those that may not know what it specifically speaking to a google it but b if you go to your local coffee shop your specialty coffee shop and you see they have this science experiment looking thing on their counter or behind the bar which is normally it's like a wooden slash glass thing that that has like a vat of water at top and then it's got the grounds and it's got this thing that is catching at the bottom and it's got this kind of swirly swirly looking glass um kind of device that's letting the water go through that is the yama that is the cold that is a cold drip maker it looks really cool i would say probably for a cafe makes more sense than probably having it at your home unless you again you just want to impress your friends by having this weird science experiment looking thing sitting on your counter uh making cold drip coffee well you know but they do have i think a couple of different sizes um let's see they have they have a massive one that's like a 25 yeah. cup and then they, they do have one that's like a six to eight cup. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they're still expensive. Correct. They're like 270 bucks, As opposed to a $20 little pitcher that you can get off Amazon to do an emergency yes. cold brew. Yeah. So if you're just getting into it, then, you know, yeah, that one on Amazon is probably, you know, one of the honestly best ways to get introduced to it. Um, last thing I wanted to say, um, and Stefan may have some other stuff, but... And, and again, this may be obvious, but I want to make sure I state it, is the finer the grinds, the better your extraction. So if your cold brew 
you feel is over or under extracted, over being taste a little too bitter or under being taste a little too fruity, um, then you could adjust the overall time or you could adjust the grounds. And there's probably a couple other things that you could adjust, like the technically the water temperature. Um, but those are kind of some things you can troubleshoot. Yeah, but definitely. So those are probably your, your big three things, whether or not you're actually doing it on the counter, which is going to be more at room temperature, or whether or not you're doing it in the fridge, which will impact because of the, obviously the water is very cold at that point. Right. Um, I'm going to extract yeah, different things correct. there than you would on the countertop, yep. which is different than what you're going to get is hot. Yes. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. And I was going to say, and I typically grind right under French press, but kind of above V60, so it kind of in that medium coarse-ish yeah. range. Right. Um, not what I would do for like a standard pour-over, but not as much as I would do, which I still know is a fairly wide range, but... For me, I think it depends on the coffee that I'm using and things like that. Um, but again, as Kenneth said, kind of experiment with that depending on, on what you um, kind of the flavors are trying to get out and how long you're kind of doing it. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. Again, I think it's how, the depending on the beans you have and how you want it to taste at the end of the day. I will say, too, another tip is if, you, uh, if you're like us and you always have cold brew throughout the week and then at, towards the end of the week you have just a little bit left that's not enough to make... A cup of coffee with or not worth drinking don't pour it out buy you some, go to the dollar tree and buy you some ice trays yeah and throw that leftover cold brew concentrate yeah in some ice trays now you have cold brew ice cubes that yeah. you could use to then put in your cold brew yeah in the future and then you're not going to dilute it anymore right you're just it's going to taste yummy yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's that's a that's a really good idea. And then also, um, we didn't talk about this yet, but um, you know, if you have a cold brew concentrate, same thing. If you want to just freeze some of those bad boys, yep. Um, and then you know, you can use them whenever for whatever. Right. Yeah, I think if if you're doing an actual real concentrate. You could freeze it, and then you could dilute that down. And right. I think you and I have actually experiment, experimented with this recently yeah. in some commercial settings uh, yep. where the ice cube device is an actual puck, fr- almost. puck, yeah. puck of potent or very strong concentrate, and then you're basically diluting that down to that 6 to 8-ounce-ish range to make a normal drinking cup of cold coffee or cold brewed coffee. So definitely do that. You know, if you if you're already if you're brewing it into a ratio that's like a normal drinking ratio, then you basically have created ice cubes that you could use in your cold iced coffee as well. Uh, yeah. Or you could take your, like you said, take your concentrate and make them into individual little pucks that then you could pull out of the freezer as needed. Because yeah. shelf life of a cold brew, which we didn't really talk about too much, but you know, I would say probably a week to a week and a half is yeah, probably in, about right. in the range of probably where you want to be before you probably want to toss that out because it's yeah uh, probably won't yeah. be good after that. Yeah, because technically as long as it's when it's doing the issue is like when it's sitting on the actual um brew uh when it's that room temperature that's where your issue is not as much when it's in the fridge mm-hmm. for storage but almost everybody would say you're you're super safe for at least a week. Yep. Um you know week and a half uh, and you start thinking about it, right. so yeah, it's it's like anything that you find in the back of your fridge that you haven't touched. You're like, eh. you're like, eh. yeah, maybe not. Yeah, 
<laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for coming on, Stefan. Oh, yeah. I love it as always, Kenneth. Enjoy being on here and uh, chatting Coffee 101 with you. All right. See you next time. All right. So what would you say, like if I had to give you a choice between these two things we talked about, what would you say was the most interesting? So the one being um, when, you know, you, you can manipulate the actual cold brew and how it tastes by doing your first pour hot to bring some of that acidity in that you otherwise wouldn't um, to give you a different taste on the actual cup um, before you do the other. Would you say that was more interesting or would you say um, just talking about all the different like brew devices that you can do cold brew? Cause like you can do it in a Mason jar you can do it in an air press. You can do it in a French press. You can do it in a OXO. You can do it. Hario has a thing. Well, dang. So many options. Yeah. And then like we talked about, for somebody who's just, just learning cold brew, uh-huh. I mean, for probably 30 bucks or less, you know, you can get a plastic thing um, that really does a good job. And I yeah. have at home called Takaya, T-A-K-E-Y-A. Um that does a good job as far as like cold brew at home. That sounds Polynesian. Uh, I have no idea where it came from, but Takaya, Takaya. I think that's what it's Interesting. Takaya, Takaya. What in the world <laughs> are you talking about? Uh, is it, it's not Rihanna, Rihanna. What's it called? What's the, Shakira? Uh, Shakira. Oh, Shakira, Shakira. Shakira. Oh my yeah. word. I did not know <laughs> Takaya, where Takaya. you were going with that. That's awful. Well, that's all I could think about in my head. I was going Shakira, Shakira, and, and I was like thinking Takaya, Takaya. Oh Takaya. dear. So, oh dear. At oh least, dear. At, oh, okay. <laughs> at least you know modern celebrities. Uh, somewhat. A I, little bit. I'd say mostly not, but but somewhat. I'm gonna name some. You tell me if you know who they are. Kanye West. Yes. Kim Kardashian. Yes. Selena Gomez. Yes. Justin Bieber. Yes. Uh, uh, the kid Leori. <laughs> no. Leroy, I don't really know how to pronounce it. Post Malone. Yes. Haley Bieber. No. <gasps> um, now, Ariana Grande. Let me do it. Yes. Now, let me do it for you. Let me okay. do it for you, for people you who I think are cool, who you may have no idea. Oh, dear. Okay. And this is, this, y'all, listen, I already know this is going to blow, this is going to blow everybody's mind. Okay. Um, oh, Dave Matthews. Yes. Stevie Nicks. I heard the name. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Um, okay. Um, I knew that was going to get her. Uh, um, mm, Eddie Vedder. No. Oh, you're killing me. Um, oh, Kirk Cobain. Nor. <laughs> Kirk this- Cobain? Kirk Cobain. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm not even going to tell you who these people are. Y'all are just, all the one-on-one listeners, y'all are just going to have to laugh with me. Or, or you might be saying, I don't know who that is either, which is also embarrassing. Okay, now how about, I don't like, listen. Okay. I still okay. got some more. Randy Travis. Yeah. Garth Brooks. Yeah. Um. Garth Brooks is the one that isn't on Apple Music, which is funny to me. Um. Oh, shoot. Uh, Debbie Gibson. Yeah. Tiffany. Anko. No. No. Prince. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I have shown that there are some that I don't know, and you've Lana shown Del Rey. that there's, I don't know that one, that Bro. there's 
many people that you don't know. Yeah. But you would probably know their bands. So Stevie probably. Nicks. I'll probably know like their most popular song. Stevie Nicks, uh, Fleetwood Mac. I do know Fleet because that's the cranberry juice guy. That's the only reason I know who that is. <laughs> this is this is terrible. <laughs> um, Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam. Yeah. Kurt Cobain, Nirvana. Oh yeah, oh, Nirvana. Yeah. The only reason that people know about Nirvana nowadays, specifically teenage girls. Is because like the Nirvana T-shirts and sweatshirts are super popular. Yeah. But it's so funny because like a trend around on like TikTok and social media and stuff is like these girls or like these people that are actual Nirvana fans will like find girls with Nirvana sweatshirts and T-shirts and be like, "Name me three Nirvana songs," and yeah. they'll be like, T- "Teen Spirit." That's uh-huh. one, yeah. And then they don't know any other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't a, either. Though, so don't come at me. You know, and and I, we'll we'll stop after this. But that was a super interesting time in music because you're coming out of the '80s, uh, and then grunge music with uh, people like Nirvana and Pearl Jam yeah. was, and Stone Temple Pilots and people like that was like way different, like way different, um, but really really cool as far as like a new what I think of as a new sound for the time. Yeah. But that shows my age. But I digress because okay. this has nothing to do. With cold brew coffee. That's what made it. But you do know, you do know. All right, I'm gonna, all right. We're gonna end by. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some traditional coffee all stars. Oh, and oh and you tell me which ones you've heard of, and this is going to show show your like your skill level in coffee. Okay, you ready? Okay. Cappuccino. Yeah. Macchiato. Yeah. I thought you meant like Listen famous coffee people. No. I was about to uh, Cafe Campana. No, but I did uh, make a Cafe Olay for someone yesterday. Yeah, Cafe Olay. Um, let me think. Um, red Eye. Yeah, Red Eye and Black Eye. Red yep. Eye is the one with two shots of espresso and drip. No, Red Eye is the one with one shot of espresso and drip coffee, and Black Eye is the one with two shots of espresso yeah. and drip coffee. Yeah, think <laughs> of, yeah, think about which one's worse. Uh, yes, or a Red Eye or a Black Eye. And so yes, worse would be, or more in depth would be two shots of espresso. Um, okay, okay, let me say two more, and then I'll stop. Ristretto. Okay. No. Okay, Lungo. Yes, yes, that's just one shot of espresso, right? Lungo. No, it's a double shot espresso, but with a longer brew time and extra water what? for the brew. Oh, but the dope. But anyway, that's a dopeio. Yeah, so dopeio. So is Lungo, the one shot of espresso called? It's just called a single shot espresso. Really? Then why yeah. is this double shot espresso called a dopeio? Mm. 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 I digress. We talked about cold brew today, and that's it for today. Um, and uh, we enjoyed having y'all listen. Yeah. 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 And do a couple of things for us. We're going to do it rapid fire. So okay. just um, okay. tell a friend. Tell a friend. To and give us a rating. And we'd love to see the comments. Review. Review, please. Those yeah. are so fun to read. They are fun to read. And even if, um, you know, it would be fun if, like, somebody would do it, like, over the top, kind of like how the, we talked about before, like, the, the comments are on the banana slicers. Um, it would be cool if, like, you we like had some over the top 
Yeah, but like a fun sarcastic. You know, don't be like, ha ha, they're really great, ha ha. Ha ha ha, they're like, really good. But yeah, like like use like, um, what is it, hyperbole? Yeah, and like stuff like that. And so, anyway, we digress. Use all of your English stuff. literature terms that you learned in English. Yeah. In high all school. right, peace out. Love y'all. See you next time on Coffee 101.